Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Hello, hello, my loves. Welcome back. Here um, I am back from my trip and recording this for you in my studio. And I think it's a really good time to talk about attachment theories and how it kind of works out with our partners. It's really interesting times. Um, if you know astrology and according to Ayurvedic astrology, the way the stars are sitting and we're entering a new era and we're all feeling it in one way or another. And a lot of us are feeling it in our relationships because it's a time where it's the time of the truth. You know, it's like if we were hanging on to those lower energies that were kind of uh, working in our favor in our relationship because we were um, bonding with our partners within those lower qualities, lower energies, which we all do because sometimes it feels safe and familiar. But maybe you've noticed that things are changing a bit um, and that's it, it has a lot to do with the universal force that is coming in. I know for myself, I can feel that. So talking about the attachment theories kind of allows us to understand our relationship in a different way and allows us to have more information on what to do. It's kind of like, you know, it's a handbook on our partner and on ourselves because we need to know what kind of attachment style we are ourselves and how the th- different things that have happened to us in our lives has created that within ourselves. And I think if we understand that, we have a greater way of all of us moving towards healing and love and being in a more of a secure attachment relationship, which then brings a lot of the good qualities of us out in our relationships. So some of you see my posts um, on Instagram and Facebook and all that, and we have talked about the four different attachment styles. And this is, of course, a, an attachment theory. It's a psych- psychology thing, but um, I, I find it very helpful. I don't like to categorize and put people in different categories, but I think it's really helpful to kind of understand ourselves in this particular way better. 
So the four different attachment styles, just to make it shorter for you, um, we, we have the secure attachment. And the secure attachment, the secures that have, have always had that kind of um, space to hold others. And you can just take a moment and think about someone in your life that you can trust and you can truly uh, go to when there's something wrong and you know that they would for sure hold you and they would give you space and they would, um, you're, you're safe in their presence. And these people are usually, they come from that secure background. Um, you can trust them at any time. They can communicate directly. They will not use, you know, manipulation or um, they will not kind of like joke around and try to tell you what they need um, in a more passive aggressive way or anything like that. They're very direct folks and they cooperate and they have flexible actions. They can adapt really well to situations. Um, on the other hand, we have folks that are more anxious and the anxious uh, style of attachment, they are more sensitive and they can be more um, nervous. And these are the ones that I was telling you, kind of a lot of vatas fall into this category just naturally from their constitutional ways. But then depending on what has happened in the childhood can make it this worse or better. They kind of struggle to communicate directly and, you know, they may disappear altogether or they may lash out from that place of nervousness. And then we have people who are more in the dismissive part, which they become more avoidant. And um, kafas tend to go this way more often because naturally they're stronger. So they think, you know, I can be independent on my own, but that can go too far. So it's not that all kafas are like that. It's just that uh, they tend, they have the tendency to to become like that. They're more self, self-reliant and they act like others aren't needed and they are more distant in relationships. And then the last group is the fearful group um, or ambivalent. And these folks kind of become really terrified at some point of their life um, terrified of specifically being abandoned, but they will use that same kind of abandonment threat if you're, you know, in a relationship with them or in a friendship. Um, they depend on others a lot, but fear that they are going to be rejected. They have loads of lower self-esteem and higher anxiety. And then The last group is disorganized and disorganized is really when we have different um, attachment styles and in different times we just like pull from these different attachment styles and it's kind of the most challenging one really to work with. And I just want to go into a little bit of detail in the sense of our relationships. Maybe you are in a relationship right now. And you're wondering what you are and what your partner is and what you could do about it. The good news is that we can all understand and in a way that we can kind of balance our right side of the brain and the left side of the brain, which means what has happened to us as in an emotional way 
as in a sensual way and bringing more understanding to that so that we can all move towards that secure relationship. It's absolutely possible. So if you are already in a relationship, you might be in an attachment bonding relationship. Many of us are. And this means, you know, if you're an anxious kind, maybe you were more drawn to an avoidant person or another anxious person. Um, We kind of attract each other in that way. You might be a secure attachment folk and be in a relationship with a secure person and and um, if you are, congratulations, that's, that's a really kind of hitting the jackpot in the relationship world. But understanding the different dynamics. So if you're in the attachment bonding relationship, it can feel really, really intense. And the bonds of um, these attachment relationship types of things are very real and very strong. And so... Um, you could even be unhappy and you guys might be fighting or each person kind of lives in their own quarter of the house, but the strength of the relationship is still there. The bond is still there. And um, you can think of this as, you know, relationships that seem very unhealthy from the outside and you can see them fight and, and, um, but the one person would do anything uh, to, to keep the other partner around. Versus as we were talking about the secure attachment, these folks um, can be in a relationship where the relationship is a safe haven if both people are insecure. And they might have other problems like if you know, something financially happens or someone gets sick or someone loses a job, usually their problems are outside of their relationships and they come strongly together to deal with them. And this, of course, is a great advantage. So one of the reasons I'm talking about insecure is that very easily insecures can move towards a secure relationship. So let's talk about that. Um, how do we do that? What, is, what does that look like? What are some guidelines that we might um, borrow to, to do that kind of stuff? So let's kind of dive in and start with um, the ambivalent kind of relationships. Or if you have a partner that is more on the fearful side. So it's a very good idea to uh, give these folks a lot of reassurance because they get really fearful of being rejected. So by, by that, what I mean is you can even, you know, use text messaging or if you're out of town, you're really involved in a very spra- stressful work process where you're just not at home as much as Um, you like and you're not as available, it's a really important thing to stay close and just by sending little text messages or staying connected all throughout the day um, or you, you know, just a simple thing of maybe FaceTiming your partner and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, you know, um, I'm really busy, but here I am. Or I recently, for example, had a 
client that um, I think is more in this category. And she was saying that she everything's fine when they're together and they do things together. They have dinner together and she's so in love and he's so in love. And then the moment he kind of is done, needs a minute and goes and sits on the couch to watch TV or just take a moment for himself, she panics and freaks out. The reason for that is because now that kind of she she's going into that fearful space of, oh my God, is this, I need reassurance. Is this the end? For her, it's very real. So if he learns to just simply look her in the eyes, put her put his hand on her shoulder and say, Hey honey, I'm I'm here, but I'm just gonna, you know, take a moment to watch something on TV. Even just turning his body towards her is going to make a huge difference. So if you can continue to reassure your partner that is struggling with fearful, ambivalent style, where they have a tendency towards anxiety about uh, connection, if you can give them the sense that I'm here for you, you're in my heart, even when I'm traveling, I miss you, I can't wait to be with you again, I value you, you are the most important person in my life, you're my man, you're my woman, you're my partner, you're the person that I want to be with, and the most, and um, and I can't even wait until I get back to you, something like that. If you can send these kinds of attachment, reassuring messages with a certain generosity, you know, with an open heart, this will have the effect of calming the um, hyperactivation of their nervous system of being in the anxiety and fearful place. And um, it will calm them down. And as they calm, they become more relaxed, and they move towards more of a secure attachment. And actually, over time, as they trust the connection, you're, you're teaching them to trust the connection. And as they trust the connection, years go by and they know more and more that they this is real and they have a connection with you and you're not going anywhere, um, you will, it will be to the relationship's benefit and they don't need as much reassurance anymore. So both of you will be in the win-win situation where you can more easily move into secure attachment. The ambivalent, as their attachment style comes down and they have more soothing and they get more regulated, they actually are great in the relationship. They want to be in the relationship. They want to be committed. So uh, they might, you know, fight with you when they actually need a hug. No, they actually do want the hug. So they want to treat you like royalty and they, they, then they can be safe enough to move towards that kind of thing as their insecurities dissolve and their kind of whether they have jealousy or they they don't want to see you with another person or they don't want you to do anything else in the relationship and they just want you to fully be focused on them. Maybe you go play golf and that becomes a problem. 
if that's a problem, mostly for your partner, they are probably in this category. But over time, as they trust you, then they can let that go. So if you can find the tricky balancing act of being able to have you know kind of reasonable balance between work and connection or in your relationship and your interest, whether it's your hobby or religion or politics or travel, whatever it may be, creating that balance between that and your partner then you can create room for your partner to feel that you're available. Even if you aren't so available, if they have the experience, um, research shows that if they have the experience, the repeated experience that you have been available in your history of the past, then they don't really need as much reassurance anymore. As a counselor and a therapist, sometimes if one of my clients is going through um, this kind of attachment style and I know that they really need the reassurance, I do tell them that they can contact me at any time. I'm available. And they, they often they don't, but just knowing the fact that I'm there for them, I'm available for them if something comes up, really sends them that message of reassurance and kind of calms their nervous system. So as we both get more grounded and move from insecure attachment towards secure attachment system and style and balance, it kind of regulates our functioning in our relationship. So something inside of us, you've heard me talk about our prana, the prana inside of us is craving this attention in this kind of um, attachment style. And it's kind of like a hungry ghost. If you know, like if you're, if you're really hungry and you often, my Vata clients do this, where they're, they're not eating, they're not really feeding their body real food. And then they get so starving that they just like open the fridge and start taking anything they can. And then that's not even nourishing. And that hunger continues in a way, emotionally, this is how this attachment style can be. So, um, If you're feeding this attachment style with the right kind of nutrition and balancing and you take the time to do that, it can actually uh, over time move towards secure attachment and that prana can be satisfied and it can be, it can, it can have that santosha, that satisfaction feeling. So the attachment style has a certain kind of sweet spot. And if we can find this for ourselves and for our partner, kind of being in the right place together, taking off some time from each other, creating balance between connection and aloneness and availability and going off and taking risks on our own, the nervous system starts relaxing and it's kind of like we can both enter that secure relationship space. So we can, when we can work and understand each other in a compassionate way and help each other through our relationship and even on our own move towards that balance where we are in a good enough right, just right and good enough space, then we can both have this win in really having the benefit. 
the benefits of a strong relationship. So now let's talk about the uh, avoidant partner. So when we're working with a partner that is avoidant and we're largely still insecure, one of the things that's really important to understand, and I mentioned this earlier, is that avoidant needs a bit of time to shift back into contact. They have been very unconsciously involved in shutting down their attachment system through usually activities that don't involve anybody else. Sometimes they kind of watch TV or um, hike alone or do some kind of activity that doesn't really involve another person and they can kind of go deep into themselves because there are strong constitutions usually the kafas are like this Um, and because they learn to do that as children to survive this can be a very strong survival mode that they have so but when we when uh, you give them enough time to surface like you know hey honey let's go to the to the movies tonight or let's go out for dinner and I will give you 30 minutes to get ready is that enough time for you and maybe they say no I need like an hour to get ready Um, and so that gives them that kind of shift of gives them, allows them time to kind of shift from aloneness into connection. So it's a good idea to always give them time. That's actually a stressful shift that they may or may not be aware of. So uh, sometimes when you invite them out, there can be a little, you know, uh, dismissiveness to that, a little bit of agitation or anger. And it's really important not to take that personally. But just to see if you can give them time to shift and then as much as you can be available for them in a way that stable, nourishing uh, relationships do. If you are a source of stability and nourishment, they can experience connection. They can start to feel that in their physiology and emotionally, in their emotion body, they can start feeling that it's actually safe to connect, that relationships can be a safe place to be, and they do not necessarily have to be a dangerous place to be. So um, they have always had that kind of relationship in the past, especially in their childhood, where maybe the relationship was dangerous or connection was dangerous or disappointing. And so they basically need time to understand that you are there for them in a nourishing way. So it is really important and helpful to understand your partner's needs, anticipate their needs and be helpful, helping them identify what their needs might be even because their needs have been denied so much in the past that they might not even know what their needs are, often denied by their parents or later on in life. Helping them enjoying attention to figure all of that out can be really nourishing for them as you stay in the relationship, as there's trust building up. 
So basically, over time, with trust and nourishment and compassion, you're teaching your partner things that uh, they can do to be on the same level as you. For example, maybe walking together at the same pace. Um, often, avoidance walk in front of us. So what I want you to start doing is, in the moment that these kind of sensations start to happen. Maybe you get nervous or you start texting your partner 10 times instead of one time, or your partner is going to travel and you feel this anxiety settling in and all these thoughts of, oh my God, what if, what if? Um, Or maybe you feel angry in a situation where um, your partner was golfing or, or something like that. Any of the things that we have already talked about, what I want you to start doing is start the awareness in that moment and see how your body feels. When we take the attention from our mind and all the overthinking and we come out into our body, something shifts. It allows us a space to see what is really happening. So that would be step number one. So if you both start doing this together, or if you start doing it and then later teach that to your partner, where you can kind of take yourself out of that situation and see, okay, what is happening to me? What do I really need in this moment? Just see if you can feel the discomfort and stay with it. Don't react, lean into it a bit more. Um, If it's not too overwhelming, just seeing how your body feels in that moment. Maybe it's a feeling in the pit of your stomach or a slight headache or a sensation in your chest. Often it affects us in our um, kind of body in a core part of way. So in our core, there is this feeling of discomfort or sensation. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to puke. You know, is it like that? So if you can stay with that discomfort and this idea that this is not about your partner, this might be actually about your attachment history, this is a really important and big step towards healing. So often when we find that, we realize that this might be a message from our samskara, from our original pattern when this had happened when we were often a child. So eventually um, this feeling will start to change and discharge itself. Maybe if um, your partner is there asking for some help about connecting with that discomfort, I recently just told my partner, you know, when I get like this, why don't you, can you just put your hand on my shoulder and and tell me that everything's going to be okay? Because I do go into that fearful, I have noticed fearful place. So just having that conversation with your partner of saying, maybe just look me in the eyes or give me space, whatever it may be that you might need from your partner at that moment. But first, see if you can just recognize it as your history showing up and saying hello, but maybe not in a way that 
has to hijack you and take you away and take away your stability, take away your groundedness and your centeredness, not giving into your samskaras. Instead, knowing that this is my samskara, this is my kind of something that has happened to me in the past that is being pulled out at this moment that has nothing to do with this moment, most likely. And be really calm and kind to yourself in that manner, having compassion towards yourself. Be curious rather than judging yourself in that moment. And I want to mention um, Rick Hansen talks about how we can work with our neuroplasticity and that one of the core essentials is that we feel the positive antidote longer than we feel the negative one or the stress. So for years, we've felt the stress so strongly. I want you to start refocusing your attention and your awareness to when things are really good. So when things are really good, you have that even like fraction of a second with your partner where they're looking in your eyes or they're holding you or they're holding your hand or you two are doing something together. Bring your awareness to those moments more strongly. And what happens is that Over time, those old programmings, those samskaras in our brain start to change. So these are like old wounds, old samskaras are old wounds. And over time, as we pay more of our prana, more of our attention onto the good things, things start to, to go more towards the positive. And as we challenge them, we can see that um, the these positive antidotes stay long enough in our brain. We can see that shift starts to happening and we can create change and support each other into moving towards the secure attachment. So my loves, I hope that you found those two attachment styles and what we talked about um, helpful In my next podcast, I'm going to talk about disorganized dynamic because it's more of a complicated, challenging um, attachment style. So it deserves its own podcast. If you found that helpful, please go ahead and share it with your friends or your partner or whomever that might find it helpful and leave me a comment. Let me know how you liked this episode. See you next time, my loves. If you liked this episode and you would like to get to know yourself and your attachment style and your partner's attachment style better, go ahead and book a session with me. I would love to delve deeper and go deeper into your history of your samskaras and together move you more towards the secure attachment. Go to www.parismoktader.com, also written on this podcast, or you can just simply go on to my Instagram handle at Paris Moktader or Facebook and 
send me a DM. Bye, my loves.